Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. Uh, got some more positive feedback about the podcast yesterday, so thank you very much for listening to all the new listeners. Thank you. Thank you for checking us out. Um, it is a stream of consciousness uh, podcast just before I go to work, so you get exactly what I'm thinking about um, about two hours after I wake up. Uh, so there you have it. <laughs> Sometimes that's deep, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's uh, scattered, and it just is what it is. It's stream of consciousness, and I don't really edit it, you know. So anyway, I was uh, about to go to sleep yesterday, and, uh, you know, it was just early evening. uh, that, uh, That QAnon show on HBO came on, and I don't know, I, I tried to watch the first episode and it was just too wonky for me like this whole world that they live in and all the stuff they care about it was just too much but uh they were focusing on the achan leader last night who's a fascinating fella i mean he's uh in a wheelchair he's got some uh serious like bone disease and he lives in the Philippines. And uh, I mean, it was very, very interesting. And most of the people that they interviewed on that episode are, they're just not what you would call social butterflies. They are antisocial people, which I find fascinating that the internet, this thing that's supposed to like, bring all these people together, you know, the masterminds of some of the biggest uh, platforms uh, on social media are what you'd call uh, weirdos or socially stunted people. Now, you know, if Mark Zuckerberg walked into some room behind you, you'd immediately be like, whoa, maybe not now, but certainly when he started it, he seemed like a weirdo. He couldn't make eye contact and maybe his social skills have gotten uh, better because he has to engage with so many people. But yeah, you know, they, the one guy, the A-Chan guy, he was a incel, which is that group of guys who uh, never have sex with women, don't think women would ever give them the time of day, and they basically just feel some kind of way about it. Uh, incels, I think they call themselves, and one of them shot up the nightclub or whatever in Orlando. I think he was an incel. Uh, look it up. It's fascinating. Um, they hate women but they want to have sex with them real bad <laughs> but they hate them because uh, most women won't have sex with them but this uh guy in the wheelchair he found a hooker who uh had a, a fetish to have sex with a virgin and a, a person who with a disability so she he checked off a couple of her important boxes uh, but and um, <laughs> uh, he so he got out of the incel group and started a chan, which basically is I mean, listen, this internet is something there, there are sites dedicated to what they call freedom of speech, and he seemed repulsed by what the site had become, so that was kind of cool to see. Like, even though he started this thing, he partnered with some people who have no. Uh, 
compunction about putting this kind of stuff up. They don't have any remorse, no regrets. They're they're completely cool with uh, child porn, uh, showing all kind. I mean, really, I had to close my eyes. And they were just showing little snippets. And I was like, I, I can't watch. I, why is this on? I don't want to see this. You know, um, people who have like anorexia kink, like they like looking at women who are anorexic. Not just thin. I mean, truly bones. Uh, like I said, the child porn, um, lots of blood, lots of gore, lots of... You know what? And so they call this free speech. So for whatever reason, they need to put it up here. They go to A-Chan and places like that. And so now the guy that runs it, um, none of them will fess up to the Q, the QAnon stuff. They don't know anything about that. They just want to protect free speech. This guy and his son that runs the site now. And the son is a total weirdo. If he walked into any restaurant that you were sitting in, you'd get up and walk out because you'd be afraid he was a school shooter or something. Yeah, a school shooter in a restaurant. Trying to paint an image here, people. But he's a grown man. I mean, I think he's like 25. He had tape on his glasses and he was real jittery and, you know, super asocial. And had only agreed to do the website, cause, uh, do this interview about the website because he wants to protect free speech. I mean, there are some straight up unsettled people in the world with lots and lots of power. And these people aren't rich. They live in the Philippines. They're not what I'd call wealthy. They may be wealthy by Filipino standards, but they have a ton of influence over people. Because all these people who they did interview who followed QAnon, they were like, yeah, but I don't go to A-Chan to, to look at it. There are these sites that will kind of harvest all QAnon posts from A-Chan and drop them somewhere else. So these people don't even know they're, they're part of upholding the popularity of a website that puts up tons of child porn and murders and just gore and violence and under the auspices of free speech. Um, free, free, nothing's free. Freedom isn't free and free speech isn't free. And I don't think anybody really um, needs a site that's completely unchecked. Uh, there are a lot of depraved human beings out here. And I don't know, I, I made it through 30 minutes of that. It's I think it's called Q Anon Rising or something. It's the Q Anon show on HBO and that was the second episode I think and I made it through I made it through half of the first one and half of the second one. I cannot watch a whole series on that. It's disturbing. I don't need to know that all this stuff exists. I know that there are are dark spaces in our world and I don't need to see them up close. But I did like seeing that the one guy who started it, even though he <laughs> can't do anything about it now because he sold the site to these to the man and his son. But at least he felt some remorse and understood the ramifications of free speech and the fact that some things do need to be edited. There should be a button where you go, mm, okay, this shouldn't go on a website for people. This is not good for public consumption. How does this help the world, right? And then the weird dude that's running it now, he's just like, some people, we have to defend free speech. And as soon as he started in on that, I was like, I'm done. Click. I 
this isn't free speech. You know what I mean? Free Freedom ain't free. We need to understand that. So anyway, uh, if you want to watch it, it's deep. If somebody can get into it and tell me about it, <laughs> I'd be fine with that. I can't watch that. Um, there's just some stuff you have to draw the line. Like I, I have to function on a daily basis and that won't help me. And, um, you know, you just have to pay attention to who has influence in our society. Certainly, you know, news media and politicians and actors and some people have a ton of influence and therefore their influence gives them power. Um, but there are some people who are not trying to be famous. They're not trying to uh, get into every photo op. They don't want you to know their name. They're fine with being mysterious and uh, wreaking havoc. Um, it's, it's terrifying, really. It really is. So there's that. Um, yeah, that's just crazy. And then I saw, I read an article yesterday I shared with my cousin who it freaked him out about the the how little taxes billionaires pay and how it's a legal loophole that they found. Um, you know, so when you read like, oh, Steve Jobs only made a salary of a dollar, it wasn't to keep money in the company. It was to keep taxes from being, you know, levied against him. <laughs> so on his personal income. So while these guys run these huge companies and make all this money, through their stocks, they don't get taxed on their salaries because they keep a salary of like, you know, I think Mark Zuckerberg is a dollar, you know, so they only make a, a dollar of personal salary from the company. While whatever you and I make, we get taxed on as our personal salary and we don't have stocks in, um, you know, a, a huge Internet giant company. I think uh, Jeff Bezos, um, he's paid minimal taxes. Uh, Soros, George Soros, who's funding all this liberal kind of extremism, he doesn't pay taxes. He's a billionaire. So then that's the other thing. It's like you're out here calling yourself this progressive person and funding all these political people who are supposed to be changing the world and you're not even paying your fair share of taxes. Uh, Warren Buffett not paying paying his fair share of taxes, and they know it. And uh, I think Warren Buffett and Soros have been like, "Yeah, it'd be great if we had to pay our fair share, but basically, until we do, we're just gonna not." <laughs> it's crazy. It's in ProPublica. This article. I'll find it. I'll post it on the website uh, sometime today. That's right. Madlovepodcast.com. You can check out all the episodes and look at the blog. But yeah, it's nuts. Uh, the income disparity. So that when we have these catchphrases for things like income disparity, you don't really think about the totality of it. Yes, women don't get paid as much as men. That's crazy. We should. Uh, people of color don't have generational wealth the way um, other people in this country do. You know, and it's not just white people. I mean, other 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 races have come to this country and done exceedingly well. And black people have still continued to struggle to get access. And there are a multitude of reasons for that. 
Some of them are racist. Some of them aren't. Uh, But here's the thing. Income disparity is also determined by things like that, where the richest of the rich don't pay their full taxes. And I think this goes all the way up to anybody who who owns a, a company and takes some meager salary. So even somebody who say makes uh, owns a comp- a public company that makes I don't know a couple hundred million dollars a year, if that person lists their salary as thirty five thousand dollars a year as the CEO, that's all they are going to pay their taxes on is the thirty five thousand. They could have sh- shares and stocks within the company that they aren't considered income until you sell them. And then they've got all these creative and clever ways around uh, capital gains. You know, it's really interesting. Uh, Income disparity is so much deeper than what we think it is. It's not just one thing. It It is a combination of things that basically rich people have come up with over time, over the last 150 years, to preserve wealth. Um, And if you don't have wealth, and so then that sucks. But also, you know, you've got people who've worked their whole lives. They just don't know anything about money. And so they don't have anything. And a lot of, I can look at my family and see why we don't have generational wealth, because they didn't understand my my ancestors didn't understand money. We always had money. My parents worked. My uncles, all all of us, everybody I ever knew worked, and we were all middle class. We all they all my uncles and aunts on both sides of my family. They owned their own homes. They had nice cars. Everybody worked, but nobody was like investing in the stock market. I can't say nobody, but the majority of the people I'm familiar with their finances did not invest in the stock market. They did not own anything. And it's ownership that makes America great. If you want to be a, a successful American, you need to own it. You know, own own your rights to whatever it is, to your property, to your, you know. And yes, of course, there's tragic stories where people came in and took away what black people owned. I get it. But still, to create generational wealth, you need to be an owner of something, owner of land, owner of homes, owner of music rights, owner of website domains. You need to own things. And um, and you, too, can figure out how to not pay taxes. <laughs> this is crazy. It's really crazy. America is such a funky experiment, man. There's so much stank on it and there's so many cool things. It's a beautiful place. We have a lot of great cultures. We have a lot of great people, a lot of great ideas. We just have all the trouble in the world trying to execute them effectively. And, uh, yeah, it's just one big, weird-ass experiment. And we call it America. All right. That's all I got today. I hope you have a wonderful Thursday. I hope you're in good health. I hope you're in good spirits. And I hope you know, just the best for you. And I want to see you in the winner's circle. I'm rooting for you just like I hope you're rooting for me. Thank you so much for listening. Please be well, please be safe. And uh, as always, thank you for listening and be your best.
oh so you got talent you know you got the illmatic so you know they gotta have it can't give it free gotta charge a fee make believe it's a need to buy it automatic uh, all eyes on me gotta sacrifice time and privacy me and papa about to play hide and seek go steal a royce royce finna driving streets so now the money's in play keep a hundred in case feeling sly wanna buy the whole place now the honey's in the days the haters constipated looking funny in the face wait he expresses as a taste he moving too fast he success is pace spit the western just in case lunatics lose it gotta keep my family safe hey so now you got the fame, now they know your name, but you swear you never changed, huh? But that was all vain, cause now they know your name and now that is all changed, uh. Ironic how I'm on the same time as Aquinas until Judas Rusin with the pirates. Accusing Zeus of defiance, trying to knock him off his feet cause they beat the highest. But my mystique's Messiah, supreme ethereal being, I'm pleading peace and quiet. I beseech the liars who can't reach the pyre, I'm gonna meet the fire. But we need the needle cause we love the fame, we need the drug, we need the fix, we need the buzz. I'm a fiend it seems, I need it cause, uh. It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins taking over, it's changing me. It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins taking over, it's changing me. It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins taking over, it's changing me. It's the fame machine. It's the fame machine. It's the fame machine. It's the fame machine. So, can you handle pressure? Can you motivate yourself to channel extra effort? Or will you heat pleasure? Living in heaven, having to watch your own legend. Cocaine with Cobain, no pain but more prone to throat fangs Like Chris Brown pissed at his old dame The fame being the reason your whole soul changed But when your fandom cheers, you're shining that light like a chandelier Can you tame the beast? Should've know I can, man, I came to feast in a Porsche With suicide doors, parked in me winehouse, but do I die for? Huh. Truly I'm foreign, it's all bad apples like fruit and I'm orange It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins, taking over, it's changing me It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins, taking over, it's changing me Fame machine, I can feel it in my veins, taking over, it's changing me. It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins, taking over. Will you sell your soul or ass like an old Kardashian show? I'll go for fame like a pro and have the masses follow your actions around the globe. Either way, the blade favors none. Ask MJ what is facing up. Ask Miley Cyrus why she plays a slut. Yo, ask OJ, hey, who made you run? Fame, running place for scum, money pays for some, a hundred ways to stun. I know I done it as a favor like maybe once back when I wasn't born in 1981. Call me crazy, but I'm paid up front. I played to Beijing for an Asian lunch. Private planes, trains, and on the way you're blunt. Let me get these in Dubai, my favorite son. One. It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins, taking over, it's changing me. It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins, taking over, it's changing me. It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins, taking over, it's changing me. It's the fame machine.